Meet Reed Lance Rosenthal, rancher, number one best-selling, award-winning author, and unabashedly, unapologetically on the right side of the outstanding issues of our generation. But don't try to fence him in. Sometimes his positions will surprise you, because Reed is definitely his own man, with his own opinions. You might love him, you might hate him, but you won't be able to stop listening. Step over to the right side with Reed. Howdy, listeners from coast to coast, the Gulf to Canada, and around the globe. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Oh, yes. Well, this will be quite the show. A little bit different format again this week, because we're going to be covering, why don't we just say a topic you may not have considered. Or if you've considered it, you've considered it from kind of an ephemeral standpoint. You know, it hasn't coalesced in your mind yet. And that is, how do we solve this incredible mess that this country and us as the citizens of the United States of America are in? How do we reverse this rule of the tyrannical minority who is in office on fraudulent means and pretenses? How do we undo this woke nonsense that's going on? How do we stop the tail from wagging the dog? How do we stop this assault on our freedoms, our liberties, our property, our family, and our faith? We're going to go over that this show, and we're going to go over some other alternatives in the next few shows. But this is the one I kind of like the best. And along these lines, we're going to have a rat-a-tat-tat at the beginning. Things which will boggle your mind. Some of them you know, some of them you don't. But it is the foundation of where we're going with this show. How to solve this mess. And given the thrust of this show, I think it'll make you stop and think. Here's a quote from the founders. In fact, Thomas Jefferson, the Declaration of Independence. I think it's time to dust off that document. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men, deriving just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute depotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. It goes on, of course, but that's the gist. And I think you'll see where I'm going with this over the course of the next hour. Let's talk about the ranch story this week. You know, so we got 38 inches of snow. 38 inches. Unbelievable. Welcome to spring. Welcome to April in the Rockies. 
Welcome to the change of seasons in Wyoming. And obviously, that kind of slowed down our preparations I've been telling you about that we normally have well underway, in fact, substantially complete by this time of the year. And now, of course, it's melting rapidly. We have 60, 65 degree temperatures. This is the land of extremes. And it is a muddy mess. The ground is so wet that there is literally nothing we can do. Can't burn the ditches. They're sopped. Can't run the drag lines. Can't haul the harrows and push the harrows and roll the harrows. Can't brush the fields to spread the manure out from over the last grazing season. I mean, we really can't do squat. So it's going to be kind of interesting here as time compresses. And you know, it's about to dry out, they say, right about as you're listening to this show. But there's another storm coming in. Terrific. You're supposed to turn on water out here May 1 because the water that goes by it is water that's gone forever on its way to the Gulf of Mexico. But how exactly we're going to do that this year without these preps done remains to be seen. In the end, I guess we'll just have to do what we have to do, and we'll have to do it in a greatly abbreviated time span. And the moral of this story? Adopt, improvise, and overcome. When curveballs are thrown your way, shift your bat and hit them out of the park. And I think you'll see that this rant story and Thomas Jefferson's, one of our founders, one of our great founders, words from the Declaration of Independence are a fitting foundation for what we're about to discuss. Let me use a real and visual foundation before we get into this fix. What do you do when you face a brick wall? Particularly a brick wall which has grown higher and higher as you watch, thicker and thicker, reinforced with the steel of corruption, the mortar of unelected agencies and bureaucrats making rules as if they were laws, the infiltration of socialism and Marxism into every agency, every facet of the wall. The wall, of course, is, shall we say, the other side of America. And it's not just the government. It's not just the lies. I'm going to go over some things with you here in just a moment. It's not just the lies of the government. It's not just the out-of-control bureaucracy. It's not just the government's size and its money-sucking, imagine, four and a half million payrolls, folks, plus pensions, plus all sorts of benefits. It's not just the budget out of control, strengthening the bricks which oppose us. But it's the psychology of a portion of the country. That portion of the country which education has reached, which has created woke, and has permeated up to a number of states, the blue states. I mean, the craziness in California, which we'll talk more specifically about in just a moment. Oregon, passing a law that Christian parents can't adopt a child up there anymore because Christian parents wouldn't allow them to choose their gender. I'm not making this up. How about Holschel there, corrupt Holschel, the governor of New York, actually going to court to appeal a decision that struck down her right and her ability as unconstitutional to build FEMA-style camps to house, uh, should we say, people she doesn't like under the guise of some type of health. Look at Fetterman getting elected there in Pennsylvania. Look at the nonsense with Stacey Abrams in Georgia. Think about the cartel's influence over the entire state government. Bribes the whole nine yards. I've brought you the story in Arizona. What do you do when you face a brick wall like that? Do you continue to beat your head against it? Do you continue to try and go through it? Do you continue to try and dismantle it as it grows ever stronger, ever stronger, using your money to strengthen its foundation, its facade, and its internal components. So over the last week or so, and you've heard 
perhaps bits and pieces of this hither, yither, and yon in your travels. You've heard uh, tidbits as these mind-wrenching debacles were germinating on this show. But, you know, China's on a roll. And China's on a roll because of the policies, (laughs) the foolish policies, maybe the intentionally foolish policies of this illegitimate administration and government that currently runs the show here in the good old USA. I told you last week, right? Mexico, a host of other countries are headed toward the BRICS nations and the alternate currency to the dollar. The dollar was almost at its high for the last 20 years, two weeks ago, but that was due to interest rates and prior to the mm, earthquake of the avoidable bank failures of Signature and Silicon Valley Bank. Our black ops color revolution, thinly disguised, is underway in Israel, one of our few remaining allies. In fact, France, Macron, you know, a WEF young global leader, met with Xi just a few days ago of China. And France is actually thinking about applying to the BRICS, we'll call it coalition, for trade and partner status, right? One of our NATO allies. Turkey has already done so. And what did we expect when, after three years of the Russian collusion and Russian dossier hoax and the castigating of Putin and the Russians for political and power purposes by the democratic Marxists, and then the seizure of $600 billion of Russian dollar reserves, what did we think the rest of the world was going to do? What do we think they were going to think as we pulled ignominiously out of Afghanistan with pictures of people hanging on to the wings of jets that are taking off, leaving what they now admit, originally they lied about, at least 175 Americans behind and thousands of Afghans who risked their lives over a decade to help U.S. forces. What did they think when we abandoned the Kurds, one of our strongest allies in the Mideast in the Syrian conflict, and left them at the mercy of Turkey? What did they think, as the facts become known, when we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, the lifeline of energy to Europe? What did they think with the bungling of sanctions, which have done nothing but hurt Western economies and the United States and bolstered China, Russia, and the BRICS countries? Why do you think Saudi Arabia is going over to the BRICS countries and trading oil now in Juan? What do you think the world thought when Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama went into Libya and killed Gaddafi? Sure, Gaddafi was a weird duck, but he was actually the most benevolent, although heavy-handed, an organized leader in Africa. Now hundreds of thousands have died. The country is destabilized and it's a haven for terrorism. On each and every occasion without exception, including the color revolution organized by Barack Obama and Joe Biden at that time, vice president, in Ukraine, that quagmire they now have us involved in. Our foreign policy has been heavy-handed, that of a bully, particularly using the dollar. Our military excursions have been, with the exception of isolated missions with small groups of special forces, disasters. The Afghan pullout not only left hundreds of Americans and thousands of desperate Afghan allies behind, but it left behind $80 billion of military equipment, with the Taliban now parade around and the Chinese are busy reverse engineering while they use the airbase that billions of our tax money was spent to build. Our foreign policy, folks, is a shambles. We are being deserted by the planet. I'm not sure there is a country on the whole earth that is proudly standing by America right now. Those that are still in the quote-unquote American camp 
do so only out of necessity, not out of passionate conviction or love for the USA. And just as we see, the rest of the world sees what's going on internally in this country, in blue states, in various segments of society. In Colorado, in addition to gun laws, which fly in the face of the Supreme Court's decisions, kind of a hallmark of the left. You know, if if there's a law, you just ignore it. The means justifies the ends. Saul Linsky's Handbook for Radicals. But in Colorado, the state is now trying to take over all local zoning processes. Yeah, if you live in a town in Colorado, you don't get to decide your own zoning or your own zoning board anymore. The state will take care of you. All because supposedly there's a housing shortage. So you're going to sacrifice your property values and your tax money so that they can buy votes. And then, of course, we have reparations. More than a dozen locales around the United States already in some way, shape, or form paying them out using your tax money. California, unanimous approval by the Reparations Committee for $800 billion, that's $800 billion, in reparations to black folks in California. San Francisco, a democratic city like all democratic big cities, in accelerated decay, unanimously approving via their reparations board $5 million for so-called descendants of slaves. Where is this money going to come from? Where is the money going to come from for California itself with its upside-down economic and woke policies? $27 billion underwater. $27 billion this year underwater on their budget. And the Democratic Marxists plow glibly on with smiles, telling us, lying to us every step of the way, that everything is okay. Just approve this budget. We don't need a debt ceiling. There's no problem with $31 trillion in debt. And by the way, if you interpolate Biden's budgets out into the future, we're headed toward $50 trillion, $50 trillion in primary debt. Down in South Carolina over the last week, and I'm sure you've heard about it, after spending tens of millions of our taxpayer dollars on the sham J6 hearings and finding out that they withheld 42,000 hours of tapes, which exonerate the huge bulk of the people that they've arrested. Not only do they continue the arrests, arresting a grandma who walked into the building looked around for three minutes, and walked out, arresting a grandma a week ago, but now insinuating that they're going to go after everybody who was on the Capitol grounds, never mind in the building, against hidden evidence so powerful that the shaman, you know, the Q shaman, who languished in jail improperly and without due process, like the rest of the J6 folks, for more than a year was released within days of the release of the tape that the J6 committee, hey, Liz Cheney, I thought you were principled, Liz that the J6 committee withheld a basic breach of constitutional rights and due process. Let's talk about your family's safety. If you listen to this show, you know our aging power grid is more vulnerable than ever. There's been 70 physical attacks on grid stations and countless cyber attacks in the last year. Imagine a blackout lasting days, weeks, months. Look around your house. Water, refrigeration, heat light would be poof. That's why having your own portable solar power and not relying on a government grid is critical. With a Patriot Power Sidekick from 4Patriots, you get a solar generator that's quick, easy, portable, on the go, or even inside. And though only the size of a lunchbox, it's powerful. It'll power your phones, your medical devices, even a mini fridge. 
a free solar panel, free shipping, and a practically unheard of 365-day satisfaction guarantee. You can get 10% off your purchase using the code RIGHTSIDE at checkout. FORPATRIOTS.COM. Use the code RIGHTSIDE. Get 10% off. FORPATRIOTS.COM. Protect you. Protect your family. And in South Carolina, you have almost as violent an incident, in fact, a more violent incident, led by three legislators, no less, all Democratic, on the State House, disrupting the State House, jamming the galleries, bullhorns, standing up on the podium. About what? Oh, that's right, gun control. Gun control because a tranny with mental problems, <laughs> because... If you're a tranny, you have a mental problem. Oh, is that not woke to say? Well, excuse me. The facts are the facts. Gunned down three nine-year-olds and three school administrators. And the press, so corrupt, so woke, so needing government subsidies, which they're getting under the table, and beholden to Chinese money. I've brought you that story. And that goes right to the New York Times and all of them. Completely ignores, completely downplays the fact that it was a tranny shooter. And when brought to their attention, throws up all sorts of distractions and distortions saying, oh, well, there's only been five tranny shooters in the past four years. The huge bulk of mass shooters are such and such and such and such. Well, folks, there's only by transsexual organizations' own numbers. And we'll take them, even though I think they're exaggerated. There's only 150,000 trannies in the United States, which is point zero 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 four five. That's right. 45 100 thousandths of 1% of the U.S. population. Think about the time, the energy, the distraction, and the diversion, not to mention the tens of millions, hundreds of millions in taxpayer money and the detrimental effect upon your kids and your grandkids from these 150,000 people. And, you know, if you take five tranny shooters, oh, by the way, they arrested one who was getting ready to shoot up schools, had the whole thing mapped out on paper this past week also. And you throw in the violent attack on Riley Gaines, the swimmer, also in the past week. It would lead you to believe that these instances seem to portray in this minute population, right? The tyranny of the minority. In this minute population, some type of mental instability. Do the math. Divide five by 150,000. Divide 4,000. I'm exaggerating. Mass shooters of all other types, black, white, heterosexual, doesn't matter, Asian, by 330 million. It's just math. And then we have a government that cannot tell us the truth. They're incapable of telling us the truth. If I have time later in the show, I'm going to play a short clip from an excellent Wealthion that will go over the latest economic stats, all of which are being ignored by the media and the government. In fact, the government is outright lying about these stats. They're lying to you about unemployment. They're lying to you about inflation. Shadowstatistics.com. Check it out. Compare it to the government numbers. Even McDonald's is laying off thousands of people. McDonald's. Some of that has to do with automation, but the automation is forced by the inflation and by the downturn in the economy and the need to cut costs. The government couldn't even tell us the truth about the Chinese balloon. First, they denied there was a balloon. Then they said it was a weather balloon. Then they said, oh, it's off course. Then they said, oh, you know, it's a military balloon from China, but we've jammed all their signals. We can't shoot it down over land because, you know, (laughs) it, it might fall on a Montana field and hurt a corn stalk. 
And now we're finding out that they knew all along, that the balloon was actually maneuvering, doing figure eights over nuclear bases and other military installations, and that it was picking up and transmitting in real-time intelligence back to China. And then to cover their ass, they go out to shoot down two toy balloons, wasting a million and a half dollars of our tax money on three missiles. And it has now been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that tens of millions, and I'm being kind, have flowed from red China and tens of millions of money has flowed to the Bidens from Ukraine, Russia, other countries for years. Can we put two and two together here? The administration dismantles the FBI's anti-Chinese spy organization and set up and instead tells their corrupt and crooked Attorney General Garland to deem parents showing up at school boards as domestic terrorists. The latest thing just in the last week, it seems that the FBI and other government agencies have infiltrated and are targeting Catholics. Particularly, by the way, if you go to high mass, high likelihood you're going to be a domestic extremist. And then while China close to doubles their oil and coal consumption, we agree to developing nation status for them so that they have decades more than us to subscribe to the Paris Accords, which we shouldn't be in to begin with, and ransacking hundreds of thousands of jobs, billions upon billions of dollars of revenue to states, local municipalities and counties around the United States, and most importantly, rolling over and showing the soft underbelly of an exposed America to our enemies around the world. We cut our oil production by $3 million and instead buy it from a close ally of China and Russia and an arch enemy, an arch communist enemy of ours, Venezuela, while we deplete our strategic oil reserve selling oil to China, in fact, to the Chinese energy company directly linked to the CCP, that was also paying Hunter Biden. And then we have the rapid rise in interest rates by the Federal Reserve. Even the mainstream press says, oh, it's unprecedented, never been such a series of steep rate increases in such a short period of time in history. Well, I don't know. Are we fighting inflation or is this just part of another plan? On the same day, we have Powell, this is the week before last, talking about how the Fed is standing behind the banking system. Listen to my shows, the history of the Federal Reserve and the history of banking and the history of money on the rightsideradio.com. And on the same day, Yellen, who's a pathetic excuse for anything involving common sense and responsibility, never mind the Treasury Secretary, is sitting in Congress saying, oh, well, you know, uh, no, I, I don't think we'll bail out everybody. You know, we'll just bail out the important banks who happen to have big deposits from important people, particularly really important people like media darlings and co-conspirators of the Democratic Party and large Democratic donors. Oh, yes, and venture capital firms, which might be instrumental in us getting together a CBDC, you know, our digital currency. She didn't say that, but it happens to be the case, as to some of the clients of Silicon Valley Bank. And then they have the PSYOPs. We've done five big shows recently on the PSYOPs, which blankets us, which is directed at us with never-ending and intentional stream and distortion. Listen to those shows on the rightsideradio.com. Well, we're, we're familiar with the psyops of COVID, the safe and effective COVID jabs, the fact that ivermectin and HCQ and those other drugs and even vitamins don't work, and that there's no such thing as natural immunity. And 
by the way, masks work, even though this is all contrary to absolute science. Study after study that is emerging now, admissions such as those by Scarf Lady, Dr. Burks, that, oh, we were just lying to get people to go along. Locking down this economy to destabilize America, depriving kids of school to further infiltrate and indoctrinate them with a woke agenda. Time after time after time we have seen during Obama's first and second term and now his third term with cadaver out in front. The unequal application of law. The list is far too long to cover in 10 shows. Right now we see it playing out with President Trump. We saw it play out with the lack of indictment of Hillary Clinton after destroying devices and 33,000 emails while under subpoena. We've seen it with people throughout government, McCabe, Comey, Baker, I can go down the list, who committed serious felonies, treason, in fact, scot-free, no accountability. We have seen our tax dollars absolutely thrown out the window in Ukraine under the psyops that we're preserving freedom and saving NATO and all the rest of the nonsense. As I've told you before, this is a war of the Western globalists against the planet's nationalists, Putin and Xi amongst them. We've seen the admissions of the WEF as to where they want to bring us. You will be happy and you will own nothing. And we see the exact same language, build back better, being used by Biden and crew and the WEF. There was a really interesting little, almost humorous deal, but the gal who's the number one mucky muck of the European Central Bank, Christine Lagarde, she was having a discussion with an AI bot that was being recorded. She thought it was Zelensky. I'm not making this up. Article's on the website. And in that discussion, which, by the way, was just days ago, she completely spills the beans on the digital currency that the European Union is bringing out. Do you remember about, oh, I don't know, I think it was six or eight months ago, when there was an uproar because Biden and crew, cadaver and crew, were going to have the IRS track every single payment over $600? Well, in this discussion with the AI bot, which is completely recorded, she talks about the European CBDC, which they're rolling out, that will be able to track payments over three or 400 euros, which just happens to be $600. And she talks about the full financial control that this will afford the European Union over the citizens of the European states. It's rather chilling. Be sure you listen to it on the rightsideradio.com under the audio bar, treason and family safety. And as does she think, so thinks the mucky mucks in our government. We have been repeatedly lied to about this woke nonsense, CRT, the 1619 Project, sexuality, transgenderism, LBGTQ whatever, indoctrination of elementary school children and high school children. We've seen the rabid, know-nothing left-wingers being turned out by universities. Many of those universities funded by government dollars or Chinese dollars or a combination of the two. And in the case of the Bidens, the lines blur. It is one and the same. Jamie Dimon, this article is on the website also. Jamie Dimon, the chairman of J.P. Morgan Chase, wrote a letter to shareholders in the last three or four days. We've already talked about how the, these big banks, the CFED banks, are arm-in-arm, arm, cozy and corruptive in their embrace of government and vice versa. And in this letter to shareholders, he says we have to start using eminent domain to take away American lands from Americans to further this green energy crusade. I want you to think about that for a minute. 
That turns the law of eminent domain and the Constitution on its head. Not that he much cares, and this government certainly doesn't care. The Constitution is an impediment to them, not a founding document. I could go on, but you're familiar with at least some of the stories. You're certainly familiar with the international and domestic drift. You certainly have a feel for Europe grudgingly still with America because they have no choice. Although there's cracks in that armor, Macron, Erdogan, and Turkey, and there'll be more. The next one, I think, will be Germany embracing China. And you know what a mess we are domestically. Between election fraud, which is (laughs) called the big lie, a portion of our judicial system upside down, not only not following, but ignoring the law, the growth in politicians' net worths, and I mean Republican or Democrat, tens upon tens of millions in the case of the Bidens, all from foreign sources, And just how did Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas herself, who has never had a job over $250,000 a year, amass a fortune of $60 million since she became a senator? I wonder. Nancy Pelosi went to Congress, you know, with a net worth of under a million. Now she and her husband are worth, they estimate, around $50 million. How did that occur? Barack Obama became president with a net worth of around $750,000. His net worth is now north of $65 million. In fact, some people think it's over $100 million. By the way, Barack Obama was named by an actor by the name of DiCaprio, you've probably heard of him, in a lawsuit just a few days ago as receiving or planning to receive a $30 million bribe in a money laundering case. Not making this up. It's on the website, under treason, under the audio bar, under corruption. And of course, last week, Donald Trump, former president, got, quote-unquote, indicted on completely made-up crap. And suddenly Obama, like right at this moment in time, decides that he and Michelle are moving to Kenya in July. Not making this up, folks. Is there a connection here? Certainly seems so. So why am I going through this litany? It's to refresh you on just how broken America is financially, domestically, legally, and internationally. Our military can't shoot down a balloon and lies to us about it. In the midst of a horrendous recruitment problem, they mandate illegally emergency usage jabs. And it looks like, with the information coming out, knowing full well the adverse consequences of those jabs, they deny drag queen parties for servicemen kids on bases, which are absolutely occurring, funded by the military. They spent $523 million on critical race theory and gender identity courses, and then go to Congress and complain that they don't have the money to to make bullets. Their stance on Ukraine shifts day to day. They can't even hold on to their own classified documents. You've probably heard about the leak in the last week. And they have our fleet, or a good portion of it, churning about Taiwan, sitting ducks for a crafty Chinese, state-of-the-art military that knows exactly how to take that fleet out. So we can add military to that list of legal, financial, domestic, and international. Do you remember the quote from Thomas Jefferson, the Declaration of Independence, one of the two founding documents of the United States of America? I'm going to repeat it for you. But when a long train of abuses and usurpation, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute depotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Well, folks, we have a number of choices here. We can go along with the status quo. We can bury our heads in the sand. We can watch our Sunday football games 
and we can pretend that it's not happening here and that it can't happen here. It seems a lot of us have been doing that for a long time. We can work within the current system to try and right wrongs, get the right people in office, get rid of the uniparty Republicans and the Democratic Marxists, and reconstitute a four and a half million, give or take, person federal government, the largest organization on the planet. We can hope that the right person gets elected in 2024, along with, we hope, a majority in both the House and Senate. But then again, we can't seem to get our hands around and solve the problems of election fraud. And there's other things that we can do, too. Grassroots things. We're going to talk about them next week, because this is a moment in time where it is our right and it is our duty to get this corrected. But today, I'm going to throw out a different alternative. You know, sometimes, rather than running at a brick wall, hoping that it'll crack, that the mortar will turn to powder and the bricks will fall and you can pass through, remember the brick wall discussion at the top of this program. The brick wall that is now the federal monolith, which obviously is corrupt at least in its top layers and sifting down into some of its middle layers, and obviously cares not a hoot about America, the United States of America, its principles, its constitution, and its people. They only care about America as kind of their capsule, right? Their machine in which they can sit, work the throttles, and run around amok wherever they want, ever increasing their power and their wealth. Bear with me here and get out a map of the United States and Canada. And if you're driving or you're listening to me on AM radio around the country, you don't have a map handy, you can't call one up, you can go to the website, you can listen to this, or podcast, you can re-listen to this show with a map in hand. This is important. I want you to think about it. I want you to talk to your state legislatures about the possibility. I want you to talk to your friends and neighbors and bring up the idea. When you get that map out, draw a line down the western boundary of Idaho then the western boundary of Utah, and then along the southern boundary of Utah, and then up through the middle of Colorado to the southern boundary of Wyoming, and then east along that boundary, and then diagonal across the northeast corner of Colorado to the Nebraska boundary, the western Nebraska boundary, and then draw that line southwards along Nebraska, and then trace out the panhandle of Oklahoma and the outline of Texas. It's western panhandle boundary, its southern boundary along New Mexico, and then its boundary along the coast. Continue that line along the Gulf Coast to include Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Georgia, West Virginia, Tennessee, the Carolinas, Ohio, Indiana, Arkansas, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Montana. In other words, create a country. What if you created a country along those boundaries, which would include Idaho, Montana, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, parts of Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Arkansas, Iowa. And then when you get that drawn out, do a dotted line north into Canada to include Saskatchewan, Alberta, British Columbia, with a possible exception of Vancouver, the Northwest Territories, and the Yukon, which just so happens to spread you out so that you're contiguous within Alaska. Could it be done overnight? Oh, no. No. Take years, decades maybe, to put it all together. But the nucleus would be the reconstituted United States of America, which, by the way, would control the Ohio River, the Mississippi River, and the Platte River, and the headwaters of the Colorado and virtually every other major river system in the United States, which would control over 80% 
of the arable, the food growing portions of the country. Over 80% of the energy production capabilities of the country. Virtually all the LNG export ports in the country. Numerous major port facilities on the Gulf of Mexico and Atlantic. And later on with the Canadian provinces on the Pacific. And as far as the remainder goes, let's take a look at that. One of the things which really got me going on this was the election in Wisconsin. Perhaps some of you haven't even heard about it, but it was last week. It was for the Wisconsin Supreme Court and the Democrat, an absolute progressive who has publicly denounced the Constitution and publicly said that as a judge, it is her right, it is her duty to reconstitute law the way she deems fit won that election over a good conservative judge, which has now taken a 4-3 conservative majority in the Wisconsin Supreme Court and made it a 4-3 left-wing majority. What do you think the chances are of maintaining Republican leadership in the state legislature of Wisconsin with voting district boundaries now? What do you think the chances are of getting election fraud reversed and new laws on the books that ensure one vote for each legal voter? I think we are at the point where instead of running at the brick wall, we run around it. We are certainly at the point of beginning to think about it. And perhaps Arizona and Nevada, which are kind of toss-ups to stay as members of the United States, that can be determined by their people. But along the left coast, you'd have California, Washington, and Oregon. And then along the tops of the country, the northern boundary of the country, you'd have Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, Pennsylvania, New York, probably Virginia, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Jersey, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. And they could call themselves whatever they wish. And we, the majority of land, of resource, of people, we keep the Constitution. It only needs just some minor polish. The injection of term limits, the injections of limitations on campaign spending and money raising which is the source of much of this corruption. A little bit of strengthening of the Second Amendment. Let's get rid of that word militia, which the left tries to hang their hat on, saying guns are property of the militia, not a property or right of the individual. I mean, just some tiny tweaks. We could do an addendum. We could even keep the old parchment. And what would this new country be called? Well, that's the whole point. It's not a new country. It is the United States of America, just without some states. And those states can do whatever they wish. They can form their own little country over there on the Great Lakes and the coast. They can form another country of theirs over there on the left coast. They can combine forces and have another country. But you know, the suggestion by Marjorie Taylor Greene, whether you like her or whether you don't, that it might be time for a divorce, well, it just might be time for a divorce. Would this be easy to affect? No. Would there be stiff resistance from the tyrannical minority, from the progressives who want a communist-slash-socialistic utopia state, part of the new world order? You will own nothing, and you will be happy. Yes. Would we have to fight? Possibly. But we would hope that we could keep this totally peaceful. And it's not up to me. I'm not a constitutional scholar. As to how all this would work, there are minds better than mine that can figure it out. But we have to start the ball rolling in one way or the other. And I guess I don't need to tell you why this renewed push, this frantic screaming about, oh, the safety of the people, <laughs> which they're so concerned about. We have to take away their guns so that everybody can be safe. No, they have to take away the guns so they can be safe. So their spaceship America, with them at the controls and us hanging on to the afterburner tailpipes, 
can be safe. I don't know about you folks, but for me, the Second Amendment is the line in the sand. And there's others for me, too. But that is critical. That has to be a resounding, emphatic, and all-encompassing no. And our representatives and our senators up there, including the rhino uniparty Republicans without backbone, need to understand it. Because, you know, more than anything, they don't want to lose their power and their entree to riches. And maybe it has to be done in phases. Maybe the 26 states that keep America need to do it just as states. I mean, it's pretty tough to argue with 26 states, more than half of the country, and way more than half of the country in terms of land and resources, and a little bit more than half the country in terms of population. And are there all sorts of head-scratching problems? Like what happens to federal lands? Well, that's easy. We keep the United States of America the Constitution and the rest, which means we keep all the federal lands in those 26 plus or minus states. And what about our poor red-thinking brethren in the 14 states who are kicked out of the Union? Well, they'll have to vote with their feet. There's not a lot we can do for them other than to welcome them with open arms. And what about the screaming blue memes that you can find here and there in the red states? Well, too bad. They might want to read the Constitution and learn to live with it. Or they can vote with their feet and head off to the 14 state outcasts. This is obviously a stratospheric view, but the reality is these 26 plus or minus states all have national guards. There's an army in place, and there are those 50 million, 60 million, 70 million, I don't know the number, but a lot of folks who exercise their 2A amendment in those 26 states. And then, of course, there's that percentage of the current military which the elitists are frantically trying to mold the minds of with their DEI and CRT and woke training and their bounce-out of conservative thinkers, those who would dare to stand for the federal law which exists protecting them from mandates such as taking emergency use authorization drugs. What of the allegiance to the Constitution and to America of those folks? You would have to think that at least half might want to stay with America. And perhaps there's half, (laughs) led by General Milley and the China Joint Chiefs of Staff, the political, power-crazed, money-grubbing animals there at the top of the military chain, like the other agencies, who might like to stay with their elitist buddies in the outcast states. Maybe those outcast states could rename themselves in the new country as Utopiaville, the states of Utopiaville. Oh, I just love it. The problem is the mechanics of getting this fixed, because the rot is so deep and the rot is so pervasive, are close to insurmountable. Anything is possible, but I think it's time to face the facts, and we would pray this solution would be peaceful. It's going to be easier to run around to flank that ugly brick wall in front of us than it is to try and go through it or try and go over it. And perhaps some of you have other ideas. I'd love to hear them, or permutations of this idea which I've introduced. We'd love your emails on the right side at Reagan.com, on the right side at Reagan.com. It is up to us to get the ball rolling with the local and the state powers that think as we do and really do represent us. And think about this. In the United States of America that we keep, we can have a currency backed by assets, natural gas, and gold. We can compete effectively with BRICS countries and the new Reserve currency, which is rapidly coming together. This would solve a lot of problems. And it would segregate, shall we say, minds that don't seem to think alike, that can't agree, and that really come at life 
from polar opposite world reality and logic. Because I'm not sure that you can change some of those minds, and I'm pretty positive that at least 20% of this country, maybe 30%, have been so indoctrinated, are so intentionally misinformed, are so driven by emotion rather than logic, and are so virulently against everything that the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence stand for. And what an opportunity for those blue states that go out and form their own Utopiaville. They can print money all they want. They can issue reparations all they want. They can teach their kids whatever they want. And they don't have to deal with us deplorables, us red thinkers, us, you know, bitter clingers, or as Biden called us as he was threatening us with F-15s, half of which I don't think would take off. Dregs. You know, we're just dregs, folks. Remember the words of Thomas Jefferson. You might want to call up, dust off, and read that Declaration of Independence again. And while you're at it, read the Constitution. And then pick up the phone, hit the keyboard, pick up your pen, and start meeting with your state legislatures. Perhaps some permutation of this idea will emerge, which is better than my big stratospheric general thought. But this I know, and this you know. It is time to stand up. Well, we're out of time, and I didn't get to more rat-a-tat-tat, but, you know, I think we had enough in this show. Look in the mirror. Repeat with your family. Start repeating with your friends. And say with renewed conviction, I will muster. I will stand. I will not comply. I will never give in. I will never stop fighting. I will join with those in these United States and around the globe who love freedom as I do. And we will win. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Keep the wind at your back. More potential solutions next week. Please remember, if you've missed any shows, just click on Show Archive and you'll find all of his shows. We look forward to seeing you here again next week for another episode of Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side.